You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Podcast. Practical advice for insomniacs, bedtime thinkers, and people who just need to calm the F down. I'm Beth Wyatt, your insomnia and stress management coach. I'm also an artist, avid crocheter, expert napper, and voted most likely to put goat cheese on everything. Today I'm going to be talking to you about the fourth step in my five-step series on finding relief from insomnia and bedtime anxiety. I believe the current definition of insomnia, which is difficulty falling and staying asleep, is incomplete and outdated. It's missing the other half of the problem, which is the inner struggle over not sleeping. So how can we rewrite the definition of insomnia as the people who have lived through it and experienced it firsthand? Well, we can identify the struggle that comes when sleep isn't happening as the difference between an insomniac and everyone else who occasionally has a hard time falling asleep. So what do I believe is the secret to ending insomnia? Ending the struggle. How do we do that? One, by creating a peaceful evening ritual, which I covered in episode three. Two, changing your relationship with your bed and your sleeping environment, episode four. Three, focusing on rest instead of sleep, which I covered in episode six. Number four, using your breath to calm racing thoughts, which is this week's topic. So you're having a hard time falling asleep. Have you tried breathing? It's kind of a funny question that deserves a sarcastic response. Yes, I've been breathing since the day I was born. Thanks for your input, Einstein. But have you really tried it? The type of breathing that takes your focus away from the thoughts and worries that commonly keep you awake at night. By simply focusing your attention on your breath, without doing anything to change it, you can prepare your mind and body for quality rest and yes, eventually sleep. Combine a breathing exercise with a stress-relieving activity, and you've got yourself one beautiful evening ritual. Here are two types of breathing that can help with evening relaxation. I commonly practice these while lying in bed. Abdominal breathing. Breathing from the abdomen and putting your attention on those breaths can help you relax, both during the day and in bed at night. Also called diaphragmatic breathing, it has been known to increase energy and mental clarity, while decreasing stress. While sitting or lying in bed, place your hands on your belly. When you breathe in and breathe out, your hands should be rising and falling. Focusing on this movement gets your mind off of your busy thoughts and onto your body. It also causes oxygen to enter your bloodstream at the base of your lungs near your diaphragm. The deeper the breath, the more oxygen is entering your blood. Have you heard of the 478 breathing exercise? Dr. Andrew Weil, a Harvard-trained medical doctor, believes getting the best sleep is as simple as breathing in and breathing out. His well-known 478 breathing exercise, also called the relaxing breath, is described as a natural tranquilizer for the nervous system that eases the body into a state of calmness and relaxation. First, exhale completely through your mouth making a whoosh sound. Close your mouth and inhale quietly through your nose to a mental count of four. Hold your breath for a count of seven. Exhale completely through your mouth, making a whoosh sound to a count of eight. This is done in all one breath. Now inhale again and repeat the cycle 
three more times for a total of four breaths. Let's do that again. Exhale completely through your mouth. Now close your mouth and inhale quietly through your nose for four. Hold your breath for seven. Exhale completely through your mouth for eight. Dr. Weil emphasizes the most important part is holding your breath for seven seconds. He says it's because keeping the breath will allow oxygen to fill your lungs and then circulate it throughout the body. This is what produces a relaxing effect in the body. Personally, I've tried the 478 breathing exercise, and although I do find it to be relaxing, I also find I don't do as well with putting time limits on my breaths. Counting while breathing or holding my breath changes my breath and usually ends in hyperventilating. So if you're like me and you can't time your breath without gasping for air, maybe start with something easier and work your way up. I'd also like to add that I believe the whoosh sounds aren't necessary, especially if you're worried about waking your bed partner. Although it might be fun to find out the next morning if they had a dream that they were caught in a windstorm or going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. The following is one of my first blog posts, fondly entitled, Meditation for Skeptics. I had always been skeptical about meditation. I give most of the credit to my church upbringing. I remember the first time I tried yoga, which I'd been led to believe was right up there in the we don't do that category. I was living away from home, attending college three hours from my hometown, and my Sunday school teacher from the early 80s was nowhere to be found. I had always had a bit of a rebellious streak in me, and I wanted to see what it was that some of my fellow churchgoers didn't like about yoga, besides it being originally rooted in another belief system. Well, to my absolute shock, yoga was a series of stretches over the course of an hour, and no one forced me to join their religion, or most importantly, to renounce mine. It took me a lot longer to try meditation, only because I never really considered sitting quietly and breathing something that could benefit me. I thought it was a little weird, and to be honest, boring. It wasn't until I started studying life and wellness coaching practices that I was united with the idea of meditation and how it might help me and my sleep issues. Almost every book I read or listened to, including my course study material, raved about meditation for stress relief, better sleep, and immune health. I was also really interested in the brain-related information I was reading. According to the smart people on the interwebs, meditation can change the brain structure in just eight weeks. It also increases gray matter in parts of the brain associated with learning. Meditating for 15 minutes a day for six months creates new pathways in the brain, developing new habits and behaviors. A consistent practice prevents us from having swinging emotions and balances our mood levels. All of those reasons sounded good enough for me. After all, 50,000 Pinterest boards can't be wrong. It was time to see for myself. I started with a free app on my phone. I downloaded Simple Habit, and I started with a five-minute meditation right before I crawled into bed. I was notorious for lying awake at night for up to an hour, no matter how tired I was, as my mind raced with the activities of the day and what was ahead. If meditation could help me calm my restless thoughts at bedtime, it was worth giving it a shot. I put a workout mat on my bedroom floor with a pillow against my dresser. I sat down, crossed my legs, and pressed play.
To be perfectly honest, my first few meditation sessions weren't mind-blowing. I was doing that beginner thing that the app instructor guy said would happen. Too much thinking and not enough concentrating on my breathing. But just like the other instructor guy with the amazing accent had suggested, I let the thoughts come and go. I was surprised at how simple this meditation thing really was. I didn't have to spend money, join a club, wear special clothing, or chant. I just sat there quietly with my hands in my lap, breathing. As soon as I felt like I had the listening to my breathing thing down, I started adding phrases that I wanted to concentrate on. I have a favorite Bible verse that fits perfectly into two parts, one for the inhale and the other on the exhale. I came up with positive affirmations that I could repeat as well. I had just started with a goal to save more money and spend less, so my meditation would include things like, I don't need to spend money, I have all I need. I was pleasantly surprised to learn that the things I was saying to myself during my moments of meditation were helping me throughout the day as well. I was abandoning online shopping carts just before pressing the pay with PayPal button when I would suddenly remember my saving money meditation. During occasional moments of stress at work, I would stop, take a few deep breaths, and repeat my Bible verse meditation to myself. It is common for meditation and prayer to be linked together as suggestions for stress-relieving activities. If you're still not sure if meditation fits into your own spiritual belief system, try praying in your quiet time instead, or just calling it something different. In his book, Mind Hacking, John Hargrave calls it a concentration game. I like the idea of taking something and tweaking it slightly to make it your own. Doesn't the idea of sitting quietly, breathing and praying sound like a wonderful way to start or end your day? Meditation has helped me in the following ways, and I'm excited to see and feel the other benefits as I continue. Calming my restless thoughts before bed is helping me fall asleep in a fraction of the time. It used to take me 30 minutes to an hour. On nights that I meditate before bed, I fall asleep within minutes. Having a before-bed routine that involves turning down the lights, getting comfortable, and connecting to my body is a very peaceful way to end my day. It also tells my brain that it's time to unwind and get ready for sleep. Repeating positive affirmations and verses I want to live by help me with the decisions I make and thoughts I think throughout the day. I find myself dealing well with stressful situations. I've never been a high-anxiety person, but I feel calmer and ready to let things go easier than before. I took something I knew nothing about, and I learned about it. I kept an open mind, tried it, and benefited from it. I grew as a human being, and that is always a good thing. The simple act of breathing and calming my racing thoughts has been working for me, and I have to admit I'm really enjoying it. It has been an enlightening experience, and just like yoga, it didn't have to involve compromising my beliefs or buying expensive equipment to get started. A free app in five minutes was all it took. Isn't it refreshing to learn there are ways we can better ourselves right now for free? That hardly ever happens. In podcast episode three, I walk you through one of my favorite meditation techniques for calming racing thoughts at bedtime. I want to share my other favorite with you. It's a common technique called square breath or square breathing. You could practice it anywhere, but since this is a sleep and insomnia related podcast, I suggest practicing it while laying in bed. I start by lying in my bed with my eyes closed. I draw a square with my breath in my mind, starting with the first side. As I inhale, I visualize the first side of the square being drawn. On the exhale, I picture the second side of the square being drawn. As I inhale again, 
the third side of the square is drawn. On the exhale, the last side is drawn, completing the square. I repeat this several times. Meditation doesn't have to be done in bed to benefit your sleep. Taking time to relax and focus on your breath at any time of the day can help you wind down easily when it's time for bed. This has been Calm and Cozy, your insomnia and bedtime anxiety podcast. Episode 8 has been brought to you by my freebie called Three Things You Can Do Today to Sleep Better Tonight. You can grab it by going to bethwyattcoaching.com and clicking on the freebies link. Episode 9 will be the last step in my five-step guide to insomnia relief. I'll be speaking on the topic of our thoughts and the power of accepting our thoughts instead of controlling them and how that relates to insomnia. Until then, my friends, sleep well and stay cozy.